Welcome everyone to the very first episode of The Game Club, the podcast for the busy gamer. I am the, I'm going to say anchor of the show, my name is Michael. I am the, not the host, uh, I am Matthew. And I'm I think Adrian. we're all hosts. Yeah. To a Are we really? You're the, ho- you're the host we you love You know how anchor has like the middle bit and then the two spokes that come off it? You're the middle bit of the anchor, and then where the two little spokes that come off the side. I thought you meant like an anchor as in a, like a TV news anchor. It's similar to that. I'm uh, using, I guess, a term from radio. Yes, that's fine. You're perfectly okay. You do radio. That's fine. And a podcast is close enough. And this podcast in particular is about video games. Yes. This podcast, The Game Club is a, I'm going to call it a roundtable discussion, book club style video game. Uh, we are three gamers that uh, have decreasing amounts of times uh, on our hands due to work. And so we hope you can join us in playing a game every fortnight and having a discussion as well as covering some news topics as well. And speaking of news topics this week, let's get started with the announcement of Destiny 2. And the reason we bring this up is uh, Matt over here is a big fan of Destiny 1 and uh, a sequel could be very good, I think. I would say I'm a medium fan of Destiny. You get some people... Have you cooled down a bit? I I have cooled down a lot, but see, the thing is, is I I never actually had finished to completion uh, any of the storylines. I haven't... I finished one uh, raid and you guys were there for that. No, I think just Adrian was there for that. I do remember finishing a raid of some sort. And it, yeah, that's yes. right. We had to find some of your friends from a clan or something. Yes. We had to find a puzzle, some people. Which was really interesting. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, I haven't had to think before on this. Which brings me to what I want for Destiny 2. And that's what I want more thinking. I want more fantasy. If, yeah. if they're going to lean into the whole, uh, like, it's science, but then it's fantastic. Like, fantasy, like there's dragons and just zombies. Don't question that then they need to just they need to go hard or go home with that. And yeah. then basically I want Legend of Zelda but with guns. And 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 other tech. I just want less grind. Yeah. I think what you're saying with like they need more thinking, if it has more thinking in it and less just mindless shooting. Yeah. That would be very good. Well like I understand that it's uh like they're going for a MMO FPS kind of thing, but Really, it's a lot of grinding. But I think it's leaning too hard towards MMO, whereas I'd rather it lean towards the FPS because that's what it does well. Mm, yeah, the that's a very good point. Is fun. The MMO um, parts of the game are not fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I want it to lean into that so that it can get better at that fundamentally. Do we know what? Much about the game aside from the leak and the video with, was it Cade 6, I think? Yes, it was Cade 6 and Nathan Fillion's beautiful voice, blessing our souls once again. What a man. What a man. Um, yeah, so we know from the lore that's not actually in the game, but on the website, that basically the enemy that we see the least called uh, the Cabal uh, doing a rampage on Earth, um, all of the Cabal that we'd seen in Destiny 1 was a scout party. 
Ah, okay. Like the ones that we fought. That's just the scout party. And so now this is Cabal on Mars. Yeah, they were the ones. They were the big fat boys. Yeah, the other ones I like the most. So I'm actually even a little more keen for the game now. See, the more that I learn about each race, see, I can tell you like a little. See, that's. I think I'm a good. I'm not a fan of Destiny. I'm a storyteller of Destiny, and you can sit down by the fire with me. I'll I'll tell you what I know. I'll be like your Vardy video, but for Destiny, and not that good either. <laughs> but I so know. Says... Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say I know everything about all the aliens except the Cabal. They're the least that I would say we know about. I was just gonna say it's coming out September eight, which seems pretty soon considering Rise of Iron was only the end of last year. Maybe they're trying to just continue like the momentum because they've been kind of releasing like annually or like even less than annually these packs so maybe they're trying to like get the you know the main game dlc 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 another main game and keep the momentum going instead of waiting another three years after rise of iron when people forget about destiny does that mean then that they've been working on destiny 2 basically since the launch of destiny 1 i think they have that's what i've heard or at least like very soon after yeah i guess remember like hearing about destiny 2 pretty soon after and it was just like what already that was kind of like me in Titanfall 2 when I heard that they'd like started working on Titanfall 2 like a few months after the first one. And I was like, oh, already? They haven't let the first one like simmer yet. What do we think, though, because of this rapid release? If it doesn't change, if it's simply more, if it's simply just because of the size of it, so it has a huge story update. The world's all change and everything. It expands again. Um, but there's no actual gameplay changes. Because it's possible that that could happen. I'd be really that, disappointed. Yeah, would you be really disappointed? Surely, I, the, surely Bungie is good enough to like take what's good and improve on it. And add new, better things. Yeah, well, Bungie, they've kind of been doing the same formula since Halo, so it's not bad. It's very, it's very uh Now, I've never, played, I've never played much Halo, but surely each game iterated and added something new to a degree. Yes, definitely. So Some I'm people sure. felt that it, they eventually moved, I guess, away. Oh, that wasn't really Bungie, that was... Uh, 343, who took over. They sort of lost some of the charm, I guess, that Bungie had. Um, But I stopped following the Halo series as well. My big question for Destiny 2 is, are we all going to play it? Well, it really depends. If it is the same grind, I'm probably going to say, like, no for me. Really? It's not a day one pre-order purchase for you? I'm I'm not a grinder kind of person. We're going to find this out over the next hour. I do not like a grind. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm it's over a, it's a wait grinds. I just feel that, yeah, after the experience with Destiny 1, um, this one needs to get off like to a running start for me to pay attention to it. Yeah. If it, hit, if it hits the ground and it's like, okay, they've learnt, you know, this is better than Destiny. I enjoyed playing Destiny, so of course I'd like to play something better than it. Well, yeah, fundamentally just take what made it good and make those great, you know. 
That's all they'd need to do. It's not an easy task, but it's easy to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so on the other end of uh, sequels coming out, Star Wars Battlefront 2 was announced recently. Yeah, it seems to be a leak. Or not a leak, uh, but just like an announcement about a trailer coming out this month. Yeah, that happens, that's happening a lot for like everything now. Movies and stuff are like, movie trailer coming this week. What's the point? You're trailering the trailer, basically. Yeah, the teaser for the teaser. Just trying to build yeah. hype, I guess, really. I don't, I don't know. Am I going crazy here? I swear I've played Star Wars Battlefront 2 and it was the best <laughs> game of my life. I swear, I've already been here. And if they can't produce, they should just get the already existing Battlefront 2, put that in a box, give it to me, but I can play it on my PS4. I'll game of the year. Game. What if of what if that's the what they did? Just like took like everything from the previous Battlefront 2 and skinned it to modern graphics and such. So do a remaster. Yeah, basically. I think right. people would be down for that. I think they need to take a lot of their thinking. Uh, like they look at their um, board for of uh, the new Battlefront that they made, and then they fire everyone who wrote on that board, uh, and then just make a good game. Like okay, the new Battlefront wasn't bad. It, it fundamentally is a good game, but it's it wasn't great. It's like didn't well, capture well, you. Didn't remember grab the storyline of Battlefront Two, and you're part of the Five of First Legion, and you're like best friends with Anakin, and then he turns into Vader, and you know that, and you just chill, and he's still he doesn't wear a mask yet, but you still help him kill Jedi, and then it like flashes forward a bit, and he's like full Vader, but you're still killing people, and you're like, are we the bad guys? And you're like, yes, and it was like this is a good game, and I just felt like it had the multiplayer just felt better you know i it personally felt like there felt were more it, stakes yeah i personally felt that in the most recent star wars battlefront uh, the when you're like in the big battles just on foot and stuff you die so quickly and so often that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say you just you die so quickly and then you kill so quickly there's like it's a very short rush of just like, oh, there's someone, oh, I, okay, well, that's over. That's uh, the no Twitch matter, shooter. Yeah. yeah, and that's not, I don't like Twitch shooters. But I don't think anyone felt that they could really have a meaningful life. You know, if you got on a kill streak, <laughs> yeah, you it can't was like. A meaningful life. <laughs> you just, you kill people and then you think, oh, what have I done? Oh, you know, but like, you'll kill one person and then you'll get killed and then that person's killed one person and they'll get killed. Yeah, the chain if, of death. Yeah, and, and I felt like... I know, you want more value every time you are alive, I think, in a multiplayer shooter. You want to be able to get a bit of a kill streak going. You want to be... Uh, like, uh, you, you had, like, auto-healing... But it would like take a little bit to kick in. I think I just no, prefer I think, the system. I was just gonna say, didn't they have like those biotic? Um, they had like machines, and you'd walk near them, and you'd heal. Not in the new one. Yeah, but I'm saying in the old one, that's what they had. Yeah, yeah, you could go like heal. I think that might be a better system. I think a lot of it was even a lot of multiplayer shooters these days have dropped that mechanic of you have to go get a heal. I think Overwatch is like the only one in recent years that's been popular that isn't a. You just heal up over time if you stop taking damage. Overwatch doesn't do that. Yeah, you no, pick no, up he... heals from packs. 
I'm saying Overwatch yeah, is the one so, that uh, is one that has done that in picking yeah, up. Yeah, they've gone health. back to the to the classic pickups or being. I was going to say a teammate. Unless unless you think you're Lucio. <laughs> <And then, laughs> yeah. Just yet. He's like, oh, I got an order here. Uh, I don't yeah, know. See, it's... Overwatch I think got the fast place, fast paced multiplayer right in that you feel like you're contributing before you die. Yeah. Even if you battlefront is fast, but you don't feel like you're contributing. Because yeah, it's almost too big a scale. Like you're like, I'm just a little person dying repeatedly. What am I doing for this huge army? Whereas like Overwatch is five v five or six v six. So, well, but even though even that, it's in Overwatch. It's like I've gone here and I've like I've gone to the objective and I've moved the payload a little bit further. Um, but in Battlefront, you're like, okay, let's go to the objective, and I'm dead. And what I did is nothing, and it has no good or negative consequences. Uh, just like my life and existence, I can't have a meaningful life. That's <laughs> what's reminding you of your life. That's the downfall. <laughs> yeah, you actually every time you die, you you have a grim reminder of a chore that you need to do later on. <laughs> You get to- you get reminded like it just pops up on the screen your your latest bill or tax. Yeah, I was, I was, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Just like when you die, you just hear taxes, <laughs> which oh, it just reminds me I gotta pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> Any other- Shall we move on to the game? Yeah, this let's, week? Let's, we, that's the bread. Time for the meat of the podcast. Uh-huh. Matt, you suggested this game, so if you would like to take it away. Uh, I suggested this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I, so a fortnight ago, I suggested to you two that we play Banjo-Kazooie over a fortnight and see how we feel, what we think of it. That uh, Well, I guess it was Michael's idea, and then I just shouted, Banjo-Kazooie! Um... And so it's been and a fortnight And we don't know why. Then. That's to be... Uh, well, I picked Banjo-Kazooie because it's it's got like... It, it had a good... <laughs> it had a good name. Like, people like, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, you know, ukulele's coming out. Everyone's psyched for that. And this is... And ukulele's basically Banjo-Kazooie electric boogaloo. So I was like, it's, it's a good starting point, you know. We can get all kinds of... Uh, audiences that will be able to relate you know it's not a niche well it is a niche game but it's it's it goes down expanded yeah it's expanded from a cult audience it's like it should be a cult game but it's following is so much larger than that now it's like firefly it's the firefly of and it it's that's a perfect example because banjo 3 was cancelled just like how Firefly was cancelled. <laughs> well, it works because I've never seen Firefly and I had never played Banjo-Kazooie. Beautiful. Well, I think we all had varying experiences with the game. Should we, like, discuss our previous knowledge of the game before going in? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. So, straight off the cusp, Michael said he'd never played the game. I actually had never played the game either. Um, but I believe, Adrian, you have played the game. I was one of those people who played it when I was younger and... Kind of never really finished it or got through it. Um, and I played it again recently a few years ago and had some negative thoughts on it and was just like overall not very fun. But uh, I was eager to play it again and see if that was just how I was feeling at the time or if that's the game. 
Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And do you, do you have an answer for that now? Um, well, the part I played back then was like the first couple of levels, um, and I really enjoyed those this time around. I had a I had good fun, and they made me want to play more. But the further I got in the game, and this is my first point I want to bring up, the game got really difficult for me, at least in like the sixth level, fifth or sixth level, uh, and going onwards, and it made me just like stop wanting to play. <laughs> But maybe you're just bad at game history. Maybe you just got to get good. We, we we all know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, look, I hate saying this, but I've played Smash Bros, Mario Kart, and Dark Souls with Adrian, and I know he's good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> so it's difficult for Adrian. It's difficult for everyone. That's, and just, I, that's a straight fact. <laughs> if you try what? to deny that, but you're not on that leaderboard for Banjo-Kazooie speedruns, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, it just got, like... The difficulty... Okay, so I was fine up until the fifth level, which was uh, one of the... Was it the Swamp? No, the Swamp's like the third one. Anyway, once I got up to Gobi Valley, which is the sixth level, I think, that's when it like got really difficult. Like I had I'd picked up at least two or three of the health upgrades, but I was still dying really quickly. Um, and the puzzles themselves weren't hard, but kind of like finding them and um, oh, things like the the... What are they called? The little coloured people. The gingers. Gingers. Yeah, I was going to say Jericho. Oh, wow. He's wow. Wow. Out, of, out of context was so, so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, the gingers. What are they? What is anything in this game? Everything in this game is an absurd concept. But that's the that's the benefit. That, I guess that's I the think point everything of is like somewhat graspable. A bear. I remember bear. the first time I saw a ginger, I was like, what the hell is a little baby Charizard doing here? That's not and that's not even a Charmander. It's got it's a Charizard's face. I was like, what is this little guy? So did you guys have any problems with difficulty? Uh yeah. Yes. When it when it came to uh Gobi Valley as well, I think it was just Gobi Valley. So I played the mansion uh Monster Mansion before. The valley, and that's technically after it. Um, and I found that like more fun, more interesting. And then Gobi Valley, I w- Gobi Valley, I honestly, I put down the controller and I just went, "All right, well, this is what I've done of the game." Yeah, that's pretty much me. I because I was trying to get like nine or ten um, jiggies in every level before I finished, and I got like four, and was like, "I'm done. I can't get more." <laughs> I'll, risk, I'll like take my bets on the next level. And then I got there and it wasn't as hard, but it's still like harder to find the jiggies. And um, just it's a little, just a little bit tedious, especially with uh, Mumbo Jumbo's transformations. I think I did one, went to the place, like found one of the little holes, went into it, and then realized I had to do something else as Banjo to like help me get the jiggy first. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I can't be bothered walking all the way back. So yeah, I, I is that the one? Is that the down. one where you turn into the pumpkin? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Okay. See, if I can, re- if I can now link uh, this difficulty to one of our other points, controls. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely they, a factor. I think they're going hand in hand because I didn't necessarily feel like what the game was asking of me was difficult, <laughs> but yeah. doing it, like. Badjo is a slighty bastard. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, oh, when dude, he's running. I don't, I don't bother uh, 
I, as soon as I could uh, walk with Kazooie, that's how I played. I just stopped oh, walking his man. He's faster. <laughs> Kazooie's good. I liked Kazooie. No, you know what was... I didn't like about that? What? The fact that he makes a sound every time you move as Kazooie. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, I, I muted my game. I was <laughs> The first time... Actually, this game has actually caused a lot of arguments with me and my girlfriend. Because <laughs> it, the first one was like... Uh, yeah, you need to shut that up. Well, no, she she was a lot nicer than this. I'm just I'm making I'm painting it for you all. Uh, she was like, you gotta turn that off because it is the same noise repeated every half of a second. Oh yeah. The other thing is it's the fastest like mode of transport, so you just have to do it if you want to get around fast. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, but the yeah. controls were very. Very Nintendo 64. Yeah. Did you guys use a gamepad? Yes. Okay. No. So did you use your uh, keyboard? I used mouse? a keyboard, but I had a joystick on the keyboard I have. So it's similar, but not... I wanted to... You guys, I've told you this story already. I have the game on Nintendo 64, and I have a Nintendo 64, and I pulled it out for the first time in years to... And I was really keen. And as I was setting it up, I was plugging the rumble pack in and blowing on the cartridge. And I was really like that tactile feedback. I was getting really excited. And then it didn't work in the bloody TV. <laughs> and I got really disappointed. So I had to end up emulating it um, and using my keyboard. But um, it was, I think it was fine. Well, See, wait, you tell you emulated that? Hang on. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay. The FBI is here. And they, no, no, no. You're allowed to, legally, you're allowed to emulate if you own a copy of the game. So okay. only Adrian is all right. Well, goodbye, everyone. And, and take, no, no, no. And then wink. Uh, we borrowed it from Adrian. We borrowed it, yes. But this, oh, I think it's a legitimate thing. Uh, someone tell us, if you've played Banjo-Kazooie before, is an N64 controller, does it work better? Is it is it tighter to control? Is this a feature of emulation that there's like maybe a little bit of input delay or something? Uh, because the gamepad is has different like dead zones and um, what counts as being on and off and to what level of the toggle. I kind of want to say, just from my experience, I want to say no. I think it's the game. There was this particular part in, I think it's Clanker's Cavern, where you have to oh, swim yeah. down... Uh-huh. <laughs> to the very bottom that. to swim through the key and I was down there for like 15 minutes <laughs> either like trying to grab bubbles to not die which I was like and the whole thing in itself I was like oh my god I'm gonna die and then I just get a bubble but then trying to like keep going around into the thing but also pick up all the music notes and also pick up the um, Jinjo uh, that, what, yeah, I was down what, there forever <laughs> what's the worst for me right so you know me and Nintendo do 64 games and uh, the camera i because they hadn't figured it out at the time and that's why i don't like uh as much i i, I do like i do enjoy but not as much as others uh, ocarina of time because the camera and this i was actually like this is not a bad camera setup until clanker's cavern and yes you can't move the camera at all anymore for and the same for Flight, which was a big deal there on the Trevor, Treasure Trove Cove. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like a very dirty nickname for something. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm going to... Um, I know this isn't on the... 
the agenda? This isn't on the agenda per se. Um, I just want to list out, because we're talking about difficulty, I'm going to go through the, the worlds, and I'm, I'm going to... We're gonna say we're gonna difficulty. Them. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we're not gonna rank <laughs> them. We're just gonna but grade like give them. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, f- and I'm gonna skip Spiral Mountain and Gruntilda's Lair. Uh, so first up is Mumbo's Mountain. What do we think? Easy. Cinch. Loved it. Not it's quite. No. No. What did you have? There's one thing here, right? I think Mumbo's Mountain is a really good level in terms of teaching you. Like, it's another tutorial level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's really good in that way. But the termite jumping puzzle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was a... That was another camera. Not fun time. <laughs> yeah. Mm, Two things here. You have, to realize, you have to realize that you need to be turned into a termite. Yeah. See, I thought at the beginning, I honestly thought that... Uh, what's his name? Klungo, I think his name is. Oh, the, 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 the giant monkey? Mumbo Jumbo, sorry, yes, Mumbo Jumbo. Oh, Who's okay, Klungo? No. He's not a giant monkey. I don't know who Klungo is. <laughs> I never met Klungo. He anyway. is someone. Klungo is someone. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's the guy that helps Grunty. Anyway, so Mumbo Jumbo. Um, I honestly thought he was a bad guy. And so, right. I, so I was like, I'm avoiding him. And then... So I tried. I got actually really close just on Kazooie getting that jumps. Yeah, I was doing that for ages because Kazooie can do most of it. Now, you guys and want to know was, something? You well, can do it. I was watching a speed run of Banjo-Kazooie and someone, if you like jump, like the moment you land kind of thing and you're fast enough, you can just do it. Um, yeah, because I, I was nearly doing that. I was like, and that's why I was getting confused because I was like, well, I can keep jumping, but eventually, like, sort of fails. For seemingly so like, no reason really as hard. well. It just kind yeah. of went, oh, you, you fell, but but why? No, you just fell. Don't question it. You, you fell. What I should have done is have... Is... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, the second thing, once you've turned into a termite, it's still hard to do the jumps because of the weird perspective from inside the mound. You yeah. can't tell... Like, there's a... You have to jump sort of around and towards the screen, like towards yourself as the player, because. Hmm. It, but you think it's sort of a, beside, but it's actually a platform that is, uh, yeah, it's not just simply to the right, say, it's right and forward. And you, and you have to, like, watch your shadow to see if you're getting it. Yeah, there was a point in the game I stopped looking at Banjo when I was jumping and was just looking at the shadow. Especially in uh, Bubble Loop Swamp. But that's not the next one. The next one is the Treasure Trove Cove. Okay, what, what I, want to, I want to say something. It, I didn't realise you could centre the camera behind yourself. So, <laughs> okay. on the like bits where you had to go up like the castle thing, the fort yeah. or whatever, and you had to go like around the outside of like a pillar or something... I w- the camera would not like it was just facing one direction. And I couldn't see myself, so I was like, "What the f- what the hell is up with this camera? Like, I don't know how to rotate." It. And I tried like the C buttons and the D pad, didn't do anything. And then so I was like looking up, like I was using the C up to look forward, like first person, and then guess the jump. And then I think in the next level, I figured out I can press. I think it's R, <laughs> and your center's behind you. And I was like, "I'm a bloody idiot." 
<laughs> so I had difficulty on that level. Tutorial. <laughs> yes. I think I skipped I, the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, I, I skipped the tutorial. I didn't want to listen to that mole. And then I was like, oh, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. Come back. And he was like, no, 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 no. You told me to piss off. <laughs> so I'm gone. And I'm like, no. That Treasure Trove yeah. Cove wasn't too hard. Um, I think, that, yeah, only the flying is a bit weird. This oh. is where the controls, uh, I started telling there was something that was up. Because jumping on crates in oh, the yeah. water, oh, you yeah. just slide off them into the other side. And then you become shark food. Yeah, man, that shark thing. That was like giving me flashbacks to when I was a kid and that sh- that stuff scared me. Like, that, that was giving me a flashback to Jack and Daxter. Yeah, I was and having I was heart like, attacks. But, but I really wanted later. the ginger underneath the first like pier that you spawn on and I was like... I was like trying to fly and then dry, like dive right under really quickly and get out before he got to me. So that does a good job of keeping you out of the water. <laughs> yeah, I would say a better job than uh, the like piranhas that you can't see. Like, yeah. Okay, all right. In sure, the, sure. That's the next level, isn't it? No, 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 the next level is Clanker's Cavern. Ah, yeah, sorry. And that I did one, that in the oh, water. Man. That, yeah, I did too. But Clanker's Cavern, when I did that, I. It's like, is this a boss? Do I go uh, back? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if baddie or goodie. It's very I, I appreciate, like, particularly the design of Clanker himself. I liked mm. him and sort of doing stuff inside of him most of the time. Uh, the place he's set in, horrible. Terrible. Do not want to swim. No, thank you. Please, uh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no good. Because you have two options when you're swimming. You either move really fast as Kazooie um, and you can like overshoot things or you can move at snail's pace as Banjo. And just turning in swimming whether you're going fast oh, or slow so is bad. the worst. So there's a single tunnel uh, that's a dead end and it's very long and it's got the uh, jiggy at the end of it and I remember doing that one and like trying to swim back and it's just like... <gasps> And I'm like, oh, God, come on, we can do it. <laughs> just, did you do it? Yeah, getting, getting I did do it in the end. Yeah, on, yeah. like, geometry. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you, when you went down the cavern, you could kind of get the camera the way you wanted it to by swimming specific ways. Uh, but then on your way back, it was just like, good luck, motherfucker. How did you deal with the guys that would come out of the pipes? I waited for them first. Like, I forgot. Or I didn't realize you could kill them. So, I, like, waited for them until I do, like, the third bite. And then I just run past them. Until it was, like, that the one you need to kill to get the last Jinjo. And I was like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't shoot an egg at him. Duh. Yeah. That's, yeah. You pretty much described my entire venture with those guys. I would. I pecked them. Yeah, I tried that, but it killed me. So I was like, all right, I probably just can't get that close to them. But yeah. Peck was my favorite attack in the whole game. I think I used oh, that yeah. heaps. Because you can change trajectory as you're doing it. And you get triple hits. Whereas oh, the roll's cool. like one, and then you stand still for a moment. Yeah, uh, I need these iframes, okay? So it's get- really hard for Ban to make Banjo do his swipes, I find. Yeah, yeah his regular just... Standing still or moving so slowly. I think what we're trying to say is is that Kazooie was carrying this team. 
Well, she gets all Basically, the Basically, yeah. Wait, so he's a girl? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, they do mention Yeah, she that. is. She's a girl. Okay. And I forgot that and d- didn't realize that until this, like I got a part in the game where the mole guy mentioned it. Apparently that, uh, I want to say trumpet that she's playing at the beginning of the game is actually supposed to be a kazoo. I assumed that, no. but that's not what they look it's, like. It's a horn. It's a fugazella. <laughs> Yeah, it, know, that's it exactly like what it looks like. A short. It's just uh, a. There's no such thing as a Brie girl. Only Kazooie is a Brie girl. <laughs> yes, that's probably good for me to know because I would be like, oh, is that a blue crested Brie girl over there? And that's like, no. It's a. No. Uh, anyway. On a, <laughs> on a sidebar, I, I think the range of moves that you can give to Banjo and specifically Kazooie, I suppose. I, I like how many different variety of moves there are in like the moving, the jumping, the flying, the um, invulnerability, the eggs. Like it, there's a, quite a lot to learn for such a small kind of game. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But I feel like the limitations and situations of the super jump and the flight are kind of like they feel a bit half-baked to me. Like you could have, they could have done it better where you can jump anywhere you want or fly yeah. from whatever point. Yeah, but obviously for like balancing and, you know. Breaking game reasons, yeah. Exactly, they took that away, but it's like, I, I mean. I think you could change that though because you've got, you've already got a currency that you need to spend to fly in red feathers. So if you didn't want people to abuse the flight all the time, you reduce the number of red feathers. Yeah, and you could be like. make it a situational button to stand on first. They could have made it, you know, one red button, uh, one red button, one red feather to do the super jump and then you can fly from that point. Uh, and then, of course, every uh, raise in altitude was, is another red feather. And I think yeah. that would have been a good balance. So the next level, the next level was the swamp one. Yes. And I want to talk about an incredibly difficult puzzle puzzle that I got stuck on for like half an hour at, at one in the morning. Which what was all I got up to? I will say that now. So you, you I, did you complete this or did you like get here and stop? I was like in the middle of this. Uh, I f- was finding this level frustrating. Um, yeah. Um, but, but so the particular yeah. puzzle that I was um, having difficulty with is the one where you turn into a croc. And you go into the croc nose. Oh, and you got to eat the worms? Yeah. That, oh, so annoying because... Okay. I'm going to put all my cards on the table. This is the point where I started using save states. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can you can ask my girlfriend again. Not an argument, but I, I was shouting at this game like, you read bad words, stop. Like, just you cheat. You're cheating somehow. I figured out that if I like guessed his trajectory and just went for what he was going for, I'd win because I'd be getting what he's trying to get. Yeah. But then, like, his AI would know what's coming before I did, so he'd just like turn off in a different direction, and I can't beat him. And, and I, I feel like he has priority in space as well, so yeah. like he he can move you, but you can't move him. And the annoying thing was like if you. If you eat it a womble or whatever it was, you would keep <laughs> moving normally. But if you missed, you'd like slide and then I'd yes. be like completely off the like angle. Um, and I know you're supposed to come back with the speed boots. 
to do it because they're, they're there. But I was like, no, I'm doing this now because I'm getting close. And I'd like equaled him like three times in a row. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. And then with the power of save states, I did. Yeah. He's, and he, he, what really made me have to save state was that at the point that I was at, he just kept ki- like killing me. And I actually, so I discovered this, I think, at tre- Treasure Trove. Death in this game is bull crap because. Oh, you have to you, start the whole thing again. Like, no. Why? Do, what's the point of an extra life? What is the point of an extra life? Yes, I was thinking about this. I'm like, if you're going to have the note count reset, then get rid of lives. Yeah, that note count. What, was what happens if you run out of lives? You does, lose your does, game. Does, game yeah. Does the um? I'm, go back to your last save. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, does the cartridge self-destruct? Because that is equally. <laughs> as destructive and dumb as just oh you died you had an extra life um you had 99 notes and you need that one last one so good luck go get them all yeah i actually was doing i'd gotten like 89 or something music notes and all all but one of the jinjos in clanker's cavern and i found where the last one was and i was going for it and i was on like no health and i got killed by the chomping thing (laughs) And I was like, oh, damn. And I came back, went straight for like that area, got that ginger. I was like, all right, where's the puzzle piece? Where's it, where is it? I, I got the last one. And then I was like, ah, bugger. Yeah. I got to go, go back into and menu. get them all. all yeah. Uh, although so, that said, by, uh, I think by Clanker's Cavern, because I, I went Mumbo, I went Mumbo Swamp Treasure. Cove Cavern, I'm pretty sure. Um. And by, I was just, I, I've actually lost track because I'm having flashbacks of <laughs> how difficult when like dying just would set you back. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. And I just stopped trying for the notes because I was like, I'm done. I can't be bothered trying. And so with Clinker's Cavern at that point, um, I stopped trying completely, and then I exited the level, and the mall guys like, "Good job, you got 95." And I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, that's I'm, yeah, I, not, I can live with this." They're not hard to find if you're playing through it for the first time and exploring everything. But if you've gotten like eight jiggies and you only need two more, and you died and you're coming back, you're not going back inside Clank or Clanker to get all these music notes back. Yeah. it's too much time and effort. Uh, okay, so next up, Free Freezeezy Park Peak. Okay, I've misread this title twice now. When I first went into it, I thought it was Fabrizi Park. <laughs> and, then just, and then just now I thought it was Freezeezy Park, but it is Freezeezy Peak. Fabrizi Park sounds like it's named after like a, a local Italian that like gave back to the community. We're here by Open Fabrizi Park. Hey, welcome to my park. <laughs> All I could think of was Febreze, which I'm pretty sure is an air freshener. How do people? Yeah. So, what do people think of Freeze Easy Peak? Yeah, Michael, what'd you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say on the last one. Uh, should we do a thing like this where? Uh, so I went down to last thing. That's where I stopped. Yeah. Um, and then 
So I guess I can give like a little. I guess we give a reason as to why perhaps we stopped there. Okay. Or... So I stopped in the swamp. The main factors of why were time. We are busy gamers, and mm. um, I didn't, I guess, have the time to play it that often. But also, I've, I felt one of the big things with this, and we'll discuss this more at the end, but this is the reason, and I'll explain my reasons later. I was not... The game was not compelling me to play it more. It was not compelling enough to put up with with some of the stuff we've already discussed, like the controls and uh, the sort of odd difficulty, like the design and the actual objective of simply being a collectathon was not was not compelling enough to make me want to use what spare time I do have playing. <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, it's. That's I can agree with that. Is that this isn't the game that you could just pick up. It. It. This game felt like you're gonna sit down. You're gonna do this whole level, and you can't get up until you, you've collected everything in it. And that's the point <laughs> of a co- a collectathon game. Is you you gotta you gotta collect. You gotta spend the time getting all the music notes and yeah, but the all thing the is, jiggies. There's a big difference between, you know, spending your time collecting things and then being rewarded by earning them and then you spend this time collecting them and then, no, you, sorry, you didn't get them all um, and you died and yeah. you have an extra life, but that stands for naught. So. And the extra thing with uh, this is it has such a high requirement to win. Like you need to collect a lot of the things to get to the end. Because I was looking up like, all right, well, I'm this far in. How how many jiggies do I need? How many music m- notes do I need? And it's quite a bit to get to the end. Like mm. in exactly 94%, in fact. You need 94 out of 100 jiggies, which means you can only drop six across the, the nine slash ten worlds, which is quite a lot compared to other collectathons. I think like in, yeah, like Jack and Daxter and stuff, you, which is less of a collectathon, but still to a degree, you need less of like precursor um eggs and things like that um so yeah it's quite a high like win finish the game requirement yeah i definitely agree with that so i i bow out here and look to you to tell me about the breezy park (laughs) um uh uh, so this no (laughs) no it wasn't it wasn't bad actually but i can't think of this fondly at all because I was, this was a stressful level for me. Yeah. Like, I was, I turned to alcohol. <laughs> like, I, I legitimately did. I I actually, hang, hang on, hang, they're still here. They're still here, the empties. Um, because this just level was just taking and draining me. Um, for me, this was the first level where it started to go downhill and it was like, okay, I can put up with some of the things because it's still enjoyable. This is where it got a little annoying and uh, made it less fun to play. This, this is when I started having the guide up on my phone as I was playing it because I was like, oh, okay, so I got to go behind. I got to get these lights on the pop on on this plant, and then it's a Christmas tree. But I got to press the on button three times, and then I got to fly through the star on it three times, 
and then I gotta go inside it and climb to the top. And that's for one jiggy. Yeah, this is where the difficulty started to ramp up. It wasn't. It's not that it was like difficult. It's just that it was like just many steps. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, but it started like, to get more like yeah, more steps in the puzzle. Whereas yeah. it was like, oh, spell out Banjo Kazooie, you get a puzzle piece. Now it's like, get the thing, do the thing, do they this do other thing, twice. fly through this thing, and then you're done. They do that I only twice. Did once. In in um, Mad Monster Mansion, you have to do that whole puzzle, but again. Wow. Okay. I didn't get up to that puzzle in uh, that area. Uh, yeah, I did some of Gobi's Valley. Gobi's Valley is when I went into um, Project 64 and there's a little tab with very popular games already have inbuilt GameShark codes for Project 64, and I whacked Can Fly when you press jump. Because and this was tonight. This was today, right before this. I'm like, I need to, I need to slam out whatever I can, because Gobi's Valley. It's like I looked at it, and I just went, no, yeah. No. I that's when I moved on to the next one. I was like, I'm, I got a few here. I'm done. I can, I can try ten out of ten. The rest of the world. But yeah, and then and so that's technically my last one because I did bad monster match and before that one wasn't too bad for me. I I didn't mind that one as much as you said you did. Yeah, it wasn't as hard, but it was just I couldn't find where to get the pieces, and some of the puzzles were like really easy, and some were more difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really want to tr- to try the end because I did read a little bit about it, trying to figure out how to get there, and I saw the name like something something game show, and I was like, what? And um, I was like, I don't I know if that's an. Uh, I don't know if that's the. I think that's a side thing, the game show. But I'm not sure. I didn't finish it. And none of us did. Um, yes. <laughs> so Which is a rating think, in itself. What did we that's, think of the overall style of the game? The overall what? Style. Style. Okay. Style. The style. Something we can all talk about now. Yeah. I found the style. Um, like really, how do I explain this? It's really uh, imaginative, as well as I'm not sure if you. This is more about the technical side. It's very, it's very crisp, and I think it, it's a style that still holds up. I think because it is stylized, it actually allows it to look good. It's been like twenty years almost, and I had no problem with the graphics of these of this game. Yeah, yeah, I did not think this is ugly or anything. That's a good point. I didn't think that either. Like, I, I thought this is a nice looking game. Like, it hasn't aged that badly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually think that until you said that. Like, yeah, it's a good point. Um, as for Star With Me, I know that they they looked at Diddy Kong because uh, Banjo was first in Diddy Kong's racing. So they looked at Diddy Kong and they thought, all right, let's take that but make it a bear. But to me, it looks like that they've gone, looked at Crash Bandicoot, and actually there's a lot of things that, like, as I've been thinking about it, I'm like, this is a lot of Crash Bandicoot vibes. Like, uh... What in particular? Well, so for starters, I think Banjo's art style is so close to, like, especially uh, 2D. 2D looks a lot like Crash's girlfriend? 
sister. Well, sister Coco or the girlfriend Coco. in the first Coco. one? Coco. Okay. Um, and then uh, Mumbo Jumbo is Aku Aku. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even he says like Ugada Boogada when he transforms yeah. you. And it's like, <laughs> Ugada. I've heard that before. Um, and so I thought that was like really funny. And I was looking up what came first, and Crash did come first, and I was like, "This is yeah. int- like this is funny." So I feel like they definitely did that. But then things got really weird really quickly with some of these worlds and just the absurdity of it. And so it's not that much of a similarity. But then some levels, especially like Treasure Trove, I was like, "So I think Na- Naughty Dog and." Uh, and Rare had a bit of a struggle with creativity and looked at each other. So Naughty Dog created Crash. Rare looked at that and went, okay, I'm making Banjo-Kazooie. And then Naughty Dog looked at Banjo-Kazooie and went, Jack and Daxter. Because so much of, like, the world, like the world itself, and especially sounds, I found a lot of sounds we're just getting some Jack and Dexter level nostalgia coming out of my ear, like coming into my ears. Um, and then the fact that I know that, as you said, Jack and Dexter isn't a collectathon, but it definitely has that side to it. Yeah. So I'm just like, they've, they've been riffing out each other. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I feel like. They probably definitely jumped on board the, like the, the buddy, buddy collectathon team. Which became popular, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Banjo-Kazooie, Ukulele now. Well, I feel like it's a bit unfair to say Ukulele's copying Banjo-Kazooie because Ukulele is Banjo-Kazooie. I don't mean copying, I mean like it's (laughs) the same, it's like a similar genre and and themes and stuff. Um, I didn't really take any notice of the style, like I enjoyed it and I liked, um, I liked that they have different themes in the worlds um, and mixes it up. They're very absurd I, themes. Yeah, I know the first few, but then I was like, oh, there's like a, there's an Egyptian one. Didn't know that. Um, and the spooky mansion. That's also cool. But um, then this, like, it's like mountain level, beach level, shark level. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the level? Like, you, it's a shark. That's what it is. It's a cavern. It's a cavern level. With a shark. Uh, with a shark. shark. Sharks live in caverns. Didn't you know? <laughs> All the things you learned from Banjo-Kazooie. Um, I think the, the one of the most difficult things in this game is navigating the hub world. <sighs> yes. This is the worst hub world of anything... It's kind of like a Metroidvania in that you have to go backwards and forwards. I, I didn't yeah, mind yeah. that, but it, it was... needs a map. That's all. That's all I think. Just needs a map. I didn't mind it because you, you kind of get lost and you get to explore it, and you go ahead and you're like, "Ooh!" Like I started finding the feathers first, and I was like, "Oh, this is a thing." I can't remember what it is, but I I, I found them, and I was like, "I got to remember what this is for." Um, it just needed a map because I got lost and I couldn't didn't know where to go sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it also needs like a distinct 
you know, this, there were some things that I'm like, is this the way I need to go? No. This is like a dead end with a fairy in it. Hi, Brentilda. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. What a, what a pointless character. I don't, think, I don't know if she actually supplies any helpful information. Yeah, I when I first met her, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And then shortly thereafter, I stopped talking to her forever. Um, but yeah, just that whole the whole hub world. It's like, and they say it's a mansion or a lair, but it's like, even I'm trying to think of what living arrangements this is. Like, I understand that she's got to have these different worlds and these different portals and that some of the reality spills out. And that's fine. I can get on board with that. But what I can't get on board with is just how cluttered it is and how kind of, like, the direction that it went. Like, that's the thing. It, doesn't, it just doesn't have one. It doesn't have a direction. The direction is Gruntilda. Her face... Her T pose. Um, no, no, that's not what I mean. That's that's fine. That's what I mean is like the direction you go in. Like yeah. at first, it seemed like it was going to be like a tower that I go up, which it technically does. But instead, it's like, and then you got to go left, and then you got to go right, and then you you double back up around, you do a flip, and then there's a move that you now have at the last level that you can go back and fight mm. Gruntilda, who was at the beginning, or something like that. I don't know. I didn't do Just it. Just quickly on Gruntilda, I've looked her up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the facts she gives about Gruntilda are used for the Grunty Square questions on the Grunty's Furnace Fun. Ah, yeah. Oh, now so, yeah, you that, need to listen to her, because that's the one you wanted to do. Well, I just wanted, like, that's part of the end game. And I just wanted to get to the end game, which is why I was looking up requirements for the end. But that's, that's, that's actually helpful. Because <laughs> I know she does say it's helpful to, to, to defeat her. And I was like, oh, cool. But it's like, she likes gorilla feet, like, toothbrush or something. And I'm like, I, this isn't helpful? <laughs> According to the official Banjo Kazooie fan wiki, um, Gruntilda is likely not aware of her presence, um, but there was definitely there was an interaction where she's like, "Shut up! Don't tell them, Jack." So I don't know how many times they've played this game that they're apparently the biggest fans of, but there you go. So, any final points we want to bring up? It was this is a time-consuming game. It, even though um, How Long to Beat says it's only 10 and a half hours to, to just beat it, it feels a lot longer. It feels like it should be a game. like like So, so we go back to comparing it to like a Banjo-Kazooie, which are obviously, like I guess, was learning from. Do you mean uh, Crash Bandicoot? Sorry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm completely lost, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so if we compare it to that. Or even to, like, maybe a Mario 64 from what I remember of Mario 64, but I didn't really play much Mario 64. It feels like the kind of game that should be able to be played in short goes. But you can't. Mm. Because it's of the level of a the long overall reset. game. Yeah, but the, the levels force you to sit down for a good amount of time if you don't know where things are in the world. Yeah. 
you're spending a lot of time in that one go. Yeah. And overall, it's only about 10 hours or so. But you want to sit down for like an hour and a half in one level trying to find just things. I think you want to move on. If you're playing a game for that long, you'd like to like move on by then. Yeah, you want to make progress. But if you're doing one level at a time, it's yeah. like a little, well, I don't know if I'm making progress. That's how I felt until I started looking up like how many levels there were. And I was like, oh, I'm only a third through. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I remember what are you guys saying? Like, oh, yeah, you can smash this out on the weekend. And it's like, no, because between your own sanity, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's just not a... It's a, it's a kid, like, this is what I think. I think it's like, it's a kid's game. Which, which was ahead of its time, where, you know, they knew that kids, they want to come home from school and they want to sit down for four hours and then they get yeah. called for dinner and then they get a bedtime story read by Gruntilda because she loves to rhyme. And then they go to I bed. did like that too in terms of style. That was, that was a good that was, I did I did like all the characters. Yeah, that, uh, that style and that design was very good. There's not a character that I could think like um, that I could say that I really hated. They all had personality, which was yeah, good. which is I I feel like that's rare. Like this is the sheer opposite of some oh. games you get these days. It is rare. Rare made the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to check if that clip probably did. I think overall a collectathon. We're gonna we're gonna find out soon with ukulele, but I think generally collectathons have kind of died for a reason. It's yeah. just I don't I don't have that time. <laughs> it's not just the time. It's like I felt like uh, it's a different kind of content. To like yes, there's a lot of content there. It's a very pure form of play to explore and collect items. But it's kind of one idea. Yeah, it's like one element of a game you'd have, which has come through in modern games where you have to go and collect, you know, notes or recordings while you're slaughtering monsters or something. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, I just think, for it to translate into any modern day, like, large-scale audiences, just, again, with the musical notes, something like that, it, like, I don't think you should ever go back in progress like if yeah. it's going to be so strenuous it, you shouldn't be able to take a step backwards at all it's like oh i i understand if you got a complete game over like you, you'd have to do pretty you'd have to be not that bright to get yourself a game over like because you can either then go okay i need to stop what i'm doing or like by the end of it i was ha i was sitting on seven lives um and because any time I got close to, like, I didn't want to die at all, at all, because I didn't want to go back. But if you, if I was to somehow go to all the way to my last life, I'll go, okay, I need to stop what I'm doing because I don't want to lose all this collection, collecting, if you will. Yeah. It's almost like the stakes are slightly too high. Yeah. You're going, like, I've got 
plenty of lives, but every single one of those that you lose is punishment. Whereas usually you go, I have this many lives, that means I have this many tries before I am punished. Mm. You know what else but you're is getting weird? punished every time. You know what else is a weird punishment? Is a bloody just saving the game. Like, okay, I need to go. I need to go now. I'm gonna save the game. I'm gonna go out. Uh, um, yeah. And then it's like you got you lose. You screwed yeah, up. Yeah, you get a game yeah. over, and it's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, it's game over. So I'm never coming back again because I tried and I failed, and that's okay. I can live with that consequence. Here's a question for you guys: If it was remade. A little more modern, fixing things like music notes and the controls. Would you would you pick it up again? I I could see myself playing this if if honestly if someone came up to me and said like oh they re- re- they re released Banjo Kazooie it's all HD and um and musical notes you d- you don't lose out on them I'd be like <laughs> musical notes removed from the game entirely I'll be like okay wait how much hundred. Okay, that's fair, because we're in Australia, and that's what games cost. <laughs> I'd say, if you, I'd ask, um, if it's just a graphic overhaul, like, no. If it's, if it's just fixing in the notes, like, restarting, no, because I didn't really have to restart too many times, I avoided it. Like, it made me fearful of restarting, so I avoided it. But if they said... We've also tightened all the controls to, you know, to a standard where you're you're walking along a thin walkway and you don't constantly fall off because of the camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like if so if they remastered that aspect of it with the technology that we have for more for for smoother gameplay for smoother platforming, then I'd be like, yeah, sure, because I enjoyed the world. And I feel it would make the game probably feel like you are achieving things. If it was a smoother flow of platforming and gameplay and exploration, then you would make progress. But because of the kind of janky controls, janky by our standards now, that's what they would need to remaster to be worth it. So that's what I want in ukulele. I'm looking for something tighter, I guess, if it's going to be a similar structure. Yeah. So to wrap this up, um, the question I want to ask is, um, did you enjoy yourself? Did you have a good time playing the game? I enjoyed my time, but it, it felt like work. Like, I enjoy my work, but it's still work. I would rather be doing something else. Like, I've still got to kill Ganon in Breath of the Wild because of this game. I've... I'm a very important hero of the wild. I have things to do. Um, and then this game, and Badger Kazooie, like, again, like, I enjoyed it, but it's not compelling. And you were excited to play. You suggested it because you were excited to play it. So you didn't approach it as it being work. Yeah. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, exactly right. Like I, I thought this was going to be fun, stress-free, but it, that's the thing. It's a stressful game because it's like I got to get a hundred notes, and like I think what, yeah, on the first mountain I got ninety-five notes, and I was just like, I think I think I knew then when I got that ninety-five notes on the mountain. I'm like, 
have to scan the entire mountain, this entire level for five little collector things because I don't want to risk losing out on them. Michael, did you enjoy the game? Did you have fun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is it is fun. Like I said before, it's a it's a pure it's a pure kind of fun. Like I want I want to explore it, you know. I like the design of it. I think there is like there's a lot of good there and I see why people love it. But if you it's like if you took me to I don't know, a park that was filled with great stuff. And then you gave me rollerblades. And I can't rollerblade. <laughs> I'm this not is gonna a very want... weird metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to explain like with the controls. I'm not gonna spend my time running around awkwardly when I would rather run around like free flowingly. Yeah. I eventually get fed up. The the allure of the design and the exploration and that style of play could not push me past these the, the controls, like I've said before. I don't want to harp on that, I guess, because it's of its time. Yeah. But yeah, there were other things about it that weren't compelling as well. Yeah, like we talk about the, co- the collection concept, I guess. Everything in it seems to be a valuable collectible. Like, you need everything. Yeah, there's nothing that you can go back and go, oh, I don't need that. Like, I'll yeah, that. and like, like you said before, Adrian, you need 94% of everything. Of just the jiggies and probably something close to in the notes, yes. And so I think the last note door I went through required 260 and I had 290 and I had only missed about five or something, five notes. And I'm only 30 ahead. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, it's going to like ramp up. It's going to get tighter and tighter. And I'm eventually, because I've missed some, I'll have to start going back. And the I guess the idea of that made me not want to play it as well if I have yeah. to backtrack. So, yeah, there was a few things that were no longer compelling enough, but it is fun. Yeah, I, I think that too. I had a good time to start with, but it did start getting a little like tedious and, yeah, going like, oh... Yeah, similar to you with the notes, I was like, I've been getting like, I'm only missing like a few on each thing and I'm still just barely kind of getting through. Um, So, yeah, I had a good time. It got a little tedious. I would like to play, I think if they did a a remaster or a remake of it to some degree, um, I'd I'd probably like to finish the game. I mean, I'd like to finish the game now even. I... Honestly, before this, ukulele wasn't on my radar, but now I'm actually going to look at it and see how it works because I'm not going to go through the same thing, but it's made, playing this has made me want to go look at ukulele and see how that plays. And if it... I mean, I know that, again, difficulty is at a time. Like, back in the day, games were harder, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like this is just a fundamentally bad decision. <laughs> And so, this is playing this has made me want to go to see what ukulele's got. All right. And with that, we should talk about what we're going to be playing for the next fortnight. And you can lead. Uh, do you want to suggest? Oh, what's that, Adrian? You got something for us? What's oh, that you got? I've got a tasty, tasty jam for you. I was oh. tossing up between a couple of games that we all, I think we all already own uh, and some that we don't. 
um, but there's one that none of us own that I've heard about recently and it really intrigued me and I think it'd be a perfect candidate for this. It's a game called One Shot, I believe. Let me one double shot. check that. Is is this... I think I've heard of this one. I'm, I'm, if you can hear me Googling it. It's a recent um, game, like in the last few months or last six months. It's on Steam, um, only 10 US dollars. Uh, and it's a puzzle adventure game. Uh, and... One. Um, I won't. I don't want to give away too much because there is a, a bit of a. I don't want to say gimmick, but there's an element to it uh, that's very interesting that, that intrigued me the most. Um, but I think we, yeah, that'd be a cool game to play and discuss. Giving that's like none of us have played before, compared to Banjo Kazooie, which some of us had. You. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and and it's also a new game. Like it's in the last few months. And it's a you know. I think by today's standards, you'd consider Banjo Kazooie a AAA. Uh, from a glance, from, back then. from for a glance, this looks like it's an indie game. So completely, yes, um, yeah, completely different worlds as well. So very Developed interesting. By Little Cat Feet, and published by Dejika. Dejika. But we're not here to talk no about idea. that yet. That's at, on the next episode. So, yeah, that brings to a close the first episode of The Game Club, the podcast for the busy gamer. Uh, get in touch with us. Do we have any way for people to get in touch with us We currently? will have a Facebook yeah. page. We will have okay. this up on SoundCloud, I believe. As of recording, and iTunes too. As of recording, we have nothing. Um, I'm probably going to be doing that tonight. Like, as soon as we stop, I'm going to just look start at Facebooks. Up. Look at... I probably won't set up the SoundCloud because I'm not editing it. But thank you for listening, viewer, you, if you've gotten to the end. I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I don't know about these two, but I do. Feel free to let us know your thoughts as well, because these are games we all play. Um, So if you've got any thoughts, or if you want to talk about the thoughts we had on Banjo-Kazooie, the the forum will be Facebook. Yeah, Mm. that's two. We'll start taking suggestions. Tell us why we're wrong. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's all Banjo about Kazooie, discussion here at the game club so if Banjo Kazooie is the best game in the whole world and we're wrong tell us <laughs> but yeah we're not trying to, we're not trying to put any I think we'll always try and do that we're not we're never going to try and put things down Banjo Kazooie is a well-loved game and I don't think any three of us have written it off today no not at all but we each personally have some problems with it and we'd like to know your opinions I'm, I'm sure if they're listening to this, they've, they've found this, they've come this far, um, you can find the rest. On the second episode, we'll plug it, but for now, you, you, can, you can do the rest. This is your homework. Our homework is playing one shot. Oh, you can play it as well. You can play games with us, because it's like a book club. So. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. the whole thing. So you can play it next fortnight, and then join us for the next episode. Of the Game Club! The Game Club! The Game Club! <laughs> I've been Michael. I am still Matt, though. Oh, well, um, I died. <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> and you've got to start all over again. I've been Adrian. Thanks for listening.